I guess scale of one to ten, um, how afraid do you think boomers are of Venezuela actually getting nukes? <laughs> like what J- uh, Jack Ryan is saying that we're all gonna do? Because seems like I'm about to get some very troubling emails from my grandma about all that, and I do not stand for it whatsoever. It, it just doesn't make sense to me because Amazon has a partnership with the CIA and with you know the police departments and everywhere else like this just seems like they're not even trying to blanketly hide the fact that this is just a hundred percent uh propaganda you know yeah they gotta cover up they gotta cover up that uh, attempt to buy the iranian oil tank <laughs> yeah I, I, did anyone actually watch the first season no of jack ryan i was interested I, I, mildly because um some some of those movies are okay, but uh, yeah, I I don't I don't buy him as like a I don't know a, a lead in that sort of production anyway, especially after the whole thirteen hours the secret stories of the soldiers of Benghazi or whatever that movie's called. You mean the film that I saw with Zach that made him cry in the theater? <laughs> <laughs> Look, look, we were all very high in that theater, okay? <laughs> Top t- 10 emotional movies. Number one, 13 Hours, Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. <laughs> Number two, Brothers Grimby, Sasha Baron Cohen, <laughs> did a tour de force style performance in that. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like the counter-programming, though, are not even counter-programming. It, that no matter where you want to turn in terms of a streaming service, they're pushing stuff on you because Sasha Baron Cohen is starring in his own espionage-style movie or TV series. I, I, it wasn't clear from the trailer what it was, but it's called The Spy, and it's basically working with uh, uh, is- Israeli intelligence. And I'm like, I'm not so sure how I feel about this sort of a thing happening in 2019 wasn't he just making out. fun of those guys on hbo or showtime or whatever it was yeah, yeah yeah and that that's why i'm so confused about it you know it's he's pretty good about being critical of those things well not so, if he's I, working with them on this new project yeah <laughs> weird <laughs> yeah i mean I'll, I'll critique you but you know 35 million dollars is 35 million dollars you know what yeah, i mean for sure like, <laughs> Hey, hadn't he also just uh, uncovered like a total secret fucking pedophile ring or something in his last TV show or whatever he did, right? Oh yeah, n- that he actually had. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Going up to the concierge, just being like, "Hello, I would like a child." And the concierge is like, "I can't help you, but these people can." <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that. I mean. There was a tweet I saw about the Jack Ryan um, season two trailer that really kind of hit home. Um, it's uh, from a guy named Tom Wojcik, I want to say. Uh, W-O-J-C-I-K. The, it's pronounced tweet- uh, Wojak, I think. Wojak. <laughs> yeah, like nice, Bojack. Nice. <laughs> Going to just like really make his this guy's life hard. Oh, well. Um it, it, the tweet reads, the Jack Ryan show definitely began production back when the coup was being coordinated, assuming it would still be in motion by the time production wrapped. But the clu- coup blew up in their face. So now all they have is a stupid TV show, which is kind of funny. Fuck John Krasinski. 
<laughs> which I, I mean, like that's absolutely what happened. I mean, they thought, you know, that uh, Maduro would be deposed and they thought that there would be something new happening. And then this would be the propaganda arm for it. But as it turns out, uh, fuck ups continue to happen with the CIA in Central America. Um, and, and so, yeah, now their main character is ourselves? on trial for uh, for what is it? <laughs> High treason. High treason. <laughs> He's going to be drawn yeah. and quartered in real life. So. We're, we're about to see Jack Ryan have to step away from the CIA, pull an Ollie North, and become the director of the NRA. Is, yeah. is what's going to happen in season three. So That might happen in real life. Like, I can totally see John Krasinski becoming the president. I mean, uh, like, they're, they've had an actor leader for a long time. I mean, they did for a long time. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get, though, why... I mean, I guess, I guess it's just the fact that I keep on thinking of him as Jim from The Office. That's like, all he'll he ever be al- at the end of the day. Yeah, he always plays Chud roles all the time. Like at, at a certain point, I just got to think, oh, okay, well, this is just who he is. I suppose. I mean, yeah, Emily Blunt deserves better. I guess is my <laughs> overarching point. No, I, I really can't wait for that episode where he just starts firing a rifle into into a crowd of civilians and then just turns the camera and does the fucking <laughs> same gym face from the office. Like, uh oh, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I know is he's like he's like a Boston sports fan, right? So that explains some stuff. Uh, oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we already canceled yeah. Boston uh on last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Ben Affleck, fuck John Krasinski, um uh let's, Marky let's, Mark. Let's, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, Marky Mark, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Thinking that you could stop nine eleven with I your mean, shitty he's... hamburger kung fu. He is the one on the list that actually committed a hate crime, so... If that's not (laughs) Boston energy... Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Psychic Dolphin Garage. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelton. You can find me on Twitter, at SexConfetti. Joining me today is my good buddy, Zach. Hey, everybody. I'm doing well. It's a good day here in the garage. Um, We got got Bo here with us as well. (laughs) Barely. My fucking computer crashes again. (laughs) And uh, we also have Minion Death Cult with us. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm just bitter now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do have uh, the wonderful... No, no, uh, you don't get to speak at the moment. (laughs) Joining us today is uh, Minion Death Cult, an amazing professional podcast who we are clearly fucking ourselves on. So, you know, that's that's always well and good. Trying desperately to to hope that we don't have to record a third time. (laughs) And that's all we get them for, time-wise. What's going on, Alex? Hey, uh, yeah. My name is Alexander Edward. Thanks so much for having us on. You have fulfilled your end of the bargain after coming on our show. So uh, after this, we can wipe the slate clean. <laughs> the blood oath. Is also with filled. me here today is uh, my co-host Tony Boswell. What's going on, guys? I'm Tony Boswell. Um, word is bond on Twitter. Uh, yeah, pumped to hang out. And I usually find that like ninth times like that's the charm for us. That's the ninth go around yeah. is the one that really. 
it's the, it, it actually is the rawest because you've you've gone in, you've come out, and now you're you're really at, you know your most exposed. Your throat just sounds scratchy as shit. Like yeah. you know you're absolutely exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> You've made the same joke four times. It got worse and, and worse every time. You're just ready. Yeah, to it hasn't over. landed once. <laughs> well, nine <laughs> nine acid, is good because it's a, it's an odd number, and uh, so it's it comes back around to being funny. Exactly. Yeah, the uh, exactly. the podcast yeah. numerology is really strong on that one. Well, cool. Um, yeah, What's well, your podcast well, birth sign? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a uh, fucking. Uh, I'm a comedy bang bang cusp, which uh, means I'm incredibly unfunny. I'm right on the edge of being funny, but I just I just don't fucking quite make it there. We're all much further from the edge of being funny than we think in our own minds, unfortunately. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a very large existential problem. Well, since we have a minion death cult on for this episode, oh, uh, we tried to do with this docket was have it be stuff that would erode my soul at least half as much as it does your souls when you guys go through all the horrible <laughs> Facebook comments. That's and good. So uh, we, we tried to tailor some, some stories specifically that, uh, that, that might be fun for that. So the first one that we want to get into, and I'll, I'll let Zach go ahead and uh, actually head up the, the story, is uh, the tale of Renonymous. Zach, uh, what, what what exactly is going on here? Well, I don't know if you guys know about this, but uh, there are a bunch of celebrities. Uh, this one, in this case, specifically Jeremy Renner, who have apps that they have. And it's their own social media platform for their super fans to, uh, to get on and talk with each other. <laughs> love celebs, love apps, baby. Yeah, it's like this weird reskinned Instagram or Twitter app where, you know, you can claim to be a, a top fan and the the whole premise is that you might get an opportunity to talk to jeremy renner and totally not jeremy renner's agent's intern's cousin who runs the account you know mm -hmm. or just like algorithm <laughs> <laughs> hello Thumbs valued up. fan thank you it really reminds me of like that early internet, early computer game thing where, uh, you know, Tim and Eric made fun of it with the uh, the internet or whatever. But you just have a program with like five different profiles of like quote <laughs> people you can chat to, you know. Yeah. And there's like yeah. there's like the Blonde Valley girl, you know, you can talk to, or there's there's like the construction worker you can talk to. And it's just yep. one of those yes. for, for each celebrity and whether it's, you know, algorithmically derived or just, you know, some uh, clickbait farm in Macedonia. Uh, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it rules. <laughs> yeah, well, and yeah, it's super easy to monetize it because you just, you, they sell like stars for real life money. Um, so wild. <laughs> this shit's the, this. This is honestly the best part. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy was in the highest grossing movie of all time, and he's still relying on microtransactions to get by. <laughs> I just I'm sick of all this. All these like subscription services. We need some sort of bundling pack that can put my Jeremy Renner <laughs> app with my John Krasinski app and just pay one fee. You know. <laughs> oh Jesus. Well, uh, the good news is that these apps are not well designed and have uh, lots of exploits. And I believe that oh, yeah. Chapo well, covered this on Chapo covered this news story that came out uh, on one of their bonus episodes, uh, which 
they there is a journalist that was that was that they talked to who writes for uh deadspin uh deads yeah that's right he writes for deadspin and he claimed that he had started this whole uh troll war that occurred on the app recently which actually drove jeremy renner to shut down the application uh, and start to refund people all their sweet, sweet stars. All their dumb fucking microtransaction money. That's so amazing that they're refunding it. I'm like, that's that's such a, a, a generous act that if they bring it back, I might just go to the renter instead of get off. Yeah, the don't, don't. Yeah, just kick him like app, a good like 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah. The app design itself is super sucky because it makes it look like all replies to whatever you post are coming from Jeremy Renner. Yeah. You get like a push notification. That's like Jeremy Renner says, yeah, I like (laughs) talking to you. Yabba dabba do. Yeah. And so, uh, so we wanted to actually correct the record from the Chapo trap house episode where they talked to this journalist from Deadspin who claimed that he had begun this whole troll war. Whereas we have actually uncovered, uh, news and spoken directly to uh this group renonymous uh that's renner anonymous uh renon um and they they actually explained to us how the journalist from deadspin was clout chasing and had not in fact contributed anything uh anything at all to the uh to the hard work that was put into exploiting the exploiting the naming system exploiting the reply system and uh, bringing anarchy to to the application itself. So it, once again, essentially for stealing shit poster valor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, we're we're here today to correct the correct the, the story on the brave posters out there, and uh, to prevent yep. the East Coast elites from from claiming <laughs> their hard work yet again. Yeah, Th- this guy Stefan Heck. He claims that he basically shut down the Renner app when he. Uh, put in a message as a response saying like, oh, I'm playing, I'm watching porno. haha. And he wrote that on August 20th of 2019. And he then said, oh, well then after that, people started to get inspiration from that. And they were so inspired that they started posting all these ridiculous things all over the place. When a more accurate way to describe this series of events would be to go all the way back to 2017 when the app originally got started by EscapeX, who runs the app. And it they got apps for Jeremy Renner, Mark Anthony, Bob Marley, a whole bunch of other people. And people's Wait, Bob initial Marley? complaint... You can talk to the ghost of Bob Marley? <laughs> Hell yes, you can. Hell yeah. Dang. That fucking rules. And there's nothing problematic with that whatsoever. <laughs> I wish that was around when I was trying to juggle multiple wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the beginning, people's biggest complaints was that you could only really say positive things about Jeremy Renner or you would get banned or locked out of your account. And then also the fact of what we previously mentioned of it's essentially pay to play. Like if you want to be recognized as a top fan to get a chance to talk to Jeremy Renner, you need to have the most stars, which you can get by people giving it to you or by you just buying it outright. So and they also so give you bonus stars what, when you make a new account, which is, yeah. So, so what, this, the, uh, what the Renonymous group figured out was that 
instead of buying something, you could just create a whole bunch of accounts that give a whole bunch of stars to uh, a, a few accounts, essentially funneling it all the way through. And then you can start essentially picking fights with other members, calling them fake fans or whatever, and stirring up drama. And they had been doing this consistently, more or less from the time that the app actually had been started. Maybe not this group specifically, but that's just something that has been the case since 2017. So hmm. then when, um, so they're just picking fights with people all the time and uh, starting arguments and just having fun running it, it, it mostly actually out of the escalated to group. the point where they had they had figured out that if you make a facebook profile with the name jeremy renner and an at jeremy renner you could connect to the app with that facebook profile and it would just be like oh hello <laughs> it's jeremy a real guy renner. yeah yeah and Dang. then they copied the profile picture over so they had a bunch of fake jeremy renner accounts and they started doing new celebrity accounts to like new fake celebrity accounts on the app Casey and Anthony, uh, notable. Casey uh, Anthony was the one that actually got picked <laughs> notable up. Notable face there. Yeah, that got picked wow. up by like by like uh, uh, tabloids and was like, oh my gosh, Casey Anthony on the Jeremy Renner app. And wow. then what, what a weird, <laughs> like what a weird intersection of like incredibly online people and incredibly not online people. I really love that. Yeah. And oh yeah. I, I mean, for what three days. There was a photo of uh, Killer Mike from Run the Jewels, who uh, he he was listed as Jeremy Renner's brother. <laughs> people were just like, "That's so cool! We didn't know that." Mixture of irony and genuine fans. Yeah, no, just just throw a D in in in, in Jeremy's name and bada bing, bada boom, you got fucking Jeremy Renner. There you go. <laughs> you think they're like, oh, I wonder which one's adopted. <laughs> like, which one was the oddball? No, they're 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 fraternal twins. <laughs> That's why Jeremy's so, such a great dancer. Oh, no. Sometimes that just happens. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Well, after after Casey Anthony got big, the there were a there was an influx of people that added to the trolling, and that was about the time that this journalist made his post. Um, and from the app, anytime you respond to a post, it says. It says Jeremy Renner because it's referencing the Jeremy Renner app said and then whatever your response was. And so on some big post, he said, I'm about to go watch porno. <laughs> it blows up. He comes back. He sees he contributed to, you know, to the explosion of this of this uh, interesting, uh, interesting Internet phenomenon that we only have in late capitalism uh, where we're yeah. trying to connect to other people. And yeah, and ju let's just take a moment to assess the fact that there is a a. Let's just go ahead. I'm gonna jump the gun. If he wants to to prove me wrong, go for it. I'm going to say mediocre white guy, um, who I mean, thinks yeah. that by writing porno on the internet he can break the system. And it's not the people uploading photos of Casey Anthony that are the ones who are truly the lords of chaos of this whole thing. Like, well, well Stefan Stefan Heck, I don't even think he's a journalist. He's he's um I, I like him. He's a funny guy. He's he's got yeah. a podcast called Blocked Party. He's friends with like uh the your Kickstarter sucks guys, so I wouldn't be surprised if he were part of this renonymous collective. It was just him and all his fucking friends fucking around. Um, yeah, I don't think he's a, he's a journalist. <laughs> he's got a check mark. That means he's a journalist. That's how that works. Of course. Yeah. Of course. yeah. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to believe that 
you know, something existed for more than 24 hours on the internet without like someone, you know, making a cum joke on, on that, whatever platform that is. Oh, immediately. Yeah. 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 The, to give you guys an example, this is version, I want to say either 2.0 or 3.0 of the Jeremy Renner app. Because before when things would get too wild on it, they would just shut down the app and scrub <laughs> all the comments and content completely off of it. Honestly, oh, no. though, they're like they're like leaders of how to do this. I mean, what it took it took a dozen <laughs> shootings to shut down 8chan, and it just takes a couple porno comments on this to shut it down and clean it up. I respect yep. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, but think of all the all the lost stars and all the lost comments. I mean, it's like a fucking modern day burning of the Library of Alexandria. Yeah, you like know? tears in the rain. How, how yeah? How are we gonna get back all the excellent times? You know. Fucking RennerFan98 commented, dude, you're really great as Hawkeye. <laughs> and other 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 such gems as the others, you know. <laughs> I, I was going to say the uh, that House of the Rising Sun cover that Jeremy Renner um, had set up for a while <laughs> oh, whenever shit, you opened right. it. That was infamous. <laughs> and then now he's branched out into doing like his own original music that kind of sounds like Imagine Dragons and Nickelback. But somehow worse than baby. both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a guy <laughs> at a, a open mic night my friend used to run, and this guy also was there. Like, he was, he worked for the, the bar slash venue, and he would use his, like, I don't know, employee discount or his employee clout to, to do a performance at open mic every time they had it. And he would only play House of the Rising Sun on acoustic guitar for six <laughs> minutes, you know? And he would, uh, he would also play, um, fuck, what's, what's that song that's like, man, this, it's too many songs to, try and explain it but it's the it's the one where it's like uh two lovers in a car that die it's it's from like the 50s or the 60s um yeah don't remember but it's just like the saddest yeah, most monotonous fucking that. song the that is way too long in its original form but still much better than hearing uh a, a pseudo goth play it at open <laughs> mic night it's uh life in the fast lane by the eagles yeah that's it Every song is, in fact. I, I don't know. I think my, my my favorite my just sorry, just tag on what Alex saying. My favorite local who would always do a thing was the guy who would do duhas um, at every at, 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 at like every like karaoke, and he was like totally goth, and he would he would just go all out. He he did he did every open mic and every karaoke. He just went up and did that song, and it was just shit. Yeah, this guy was amazing. That's the energy that we amazing. need. We need more of that energy. Is that the cyber goth guy? Yeah. Yeah. He, okay. He's like he's like cyber goth, but he has like two costumes. He like on Wednesday he'll be like full cyber goth, like spiky shoulder pads, like the whole thing, yellow hair. The next day he'll be total SoCal bro, high sock, DVS, dicky shorts. Wow. Like. Well, yeah, that's... and it's really it's it's really bizarre watching him go like you what every day you're gonna catch him on. That's called code switching. <laughs> Don't judge it too harshly. <laughs> no, you're, but you can't you can't you can't code switch your um your modern Volkswagen Bug that the back seat is covered in plush Angry Birds. <laughs> this is all the same person. This is all one. Holy guy. fucking shit! <laughs> now yeah. the best the best car I I've seen is one. It's like a. 
a 19 or not yeah it's like a 1993 toyota uh you know but when it was still all boxy and it's got spikes all over it like metal plastic or not metal but like chrome spikes chrome plastic spikes all over it including like a gun rack but for lightsabers on top yes <laughs> oh lord what the fuck? wow that, that, uh, that, that is some rules. that is some fucking sick consumer identity right there yeah i might God have damn. a picture of it somewhere in my photo roll yeah the closest <laughs> i've ever gotten was this uh like it was like a shitty you know standard sedan and like denton uh texas with literally the entire back window i'm not sure how this is street legal but literally like the entire back window covered in fucking um deadpool stickers and then there was like a used condom on the ground right next to it and i'm not sure if that was related and i'm not sure if it's better or worse if it were absolutely it's related it's <laughs> you know, it was a nasty like looking to condom hardcore, too it, it must have been there for a minute well, the thing, the the used condom wasn't actually for sex, because I don't think Deadpool would wear a condom. It was used more like a prop in his stand-up routine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I understand. Look, look, look for a... Look for a, a <laughs> Siri didn't get it. Look for a, a, a condom um, balloon animal around <laughs> the car. <laughs> That's yucky. It's not a fun time. I'm holding the it's whole true. condom up to my face to blow it. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. The worst I've seen recently was like a Maserati that had Pikachu on the side and it just said swag under Pikachu. Ooh, that is some very 2009 content. I love it. It's not even an aesthetic and it's like already aged, so I I don't understand the purpose. I think the the swag Pikachu is the one that the detective Pikachu shoots in the back. (laughs) (laughs) she's <laughs> <laughs> in the back with come there it is there's our come joke really tying it together yep yep okay i'm out guys uh I'll you got your come later. joke in yeah i got my come joke that's, in that's it y'all have fun all right okay bye being a, a, a normal yep. person later <laughs> well um wait what the fuck did he actually hang up <laughs> yeah that rules. Yeah, he had he had stuff to to go do. Oh right, so. he's got like actual real life shit. I thought he was joking about that for a sec, and then I remembered. <laughs> God damn it! I'm Bo. a fucking idiot, man. I don't know. I don't know things. Uh, so how do we transition from um, just uh, Pikachu coming on another Pikachu to uh, Republicans uh, building a border wall around a golf course? Well, I mean, if we. Speaking of Pikachus coming on other Pikachus, if you want to talk about people really fucking themselves over. Hey, there see. you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I got another was, one, too. Uh, go for it. I didn't, I didn't know when, when Trump said, got to catch them all, he was talking about me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon, go to a detention facility. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um... It's it's weird to me uh, about the world of politics, and that's quickly what's dominating most of my social media feeds. Well, that and fantasy football, but that's not what this podcast is about. So I'm I'm gonna save everyone that. Um, but one real slice of life story that took over was a uh, uh, an expose talking about a uh, retirement community that was going to unfortunately be put south of the border wall even though the retirement community was 
for the most part, full of Trump voters. And so seeing a whole bunch of snowbirding boomers in South Texas realizing that, oh, shit, I might actually, you know, suffer because of my uh, voting history and backing who I backed was just the sweetest thing to see in the world. It's pretty good. Yeah, it reminds me of that fucking bee guy who was so upset because the border wall was going to go across his bee reservation. <laughs> Do you guys, you guys remember that? Yeah. 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 He had a whole fucking uh, sob story in the LA Times or something like that. And he was like, God, I, th I thought it would only be affecting brown people, not black and white bugs. Yeah. Black and yellow <laughs> bugs. <laughs> These are American citizen bees, I promise. Like every single one. Mm -hmm. American yeah. bees. That's right. They, they they listen to Garth Brooks and drive Fords the whole time. <clears throat> That's how American these bees are. Um, yeah, there's something like I I I try not to um I don't know if shame is the right word, but I try I try not to mock like the few working people who voted for Trump because like, I don't know, they, they thought he didn't sound like a establishment politician and absolutely loathed establishment politicians like Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I think those people can be more sure, easily sure. forgiven than uh, some old retirement fuck who definitely votes Republican in every election. Anyway, yeah. finally receiving a taste of their own medicine. Yeah. It's beautiful. It really is something of where they are in a mild state of panic because they, they <clears throat> found out that the border wall might actually cut through the, their golf course. <laughs> and they they don't quite know how to how to handle all of this news. They're I mean, Trump just, is a Trump is a businessman. It sounds like a good business decision when you own like three hundred competing golf courses. Yeah. <laughs> And that, I think they only they only had like the golf course in hopes that he would come visit them. <laughs> oh, it's it's like a weird cargo cult thing where where they're just they're convinced if they uh, if they build a gaudy enough golf course and fill it with enough fucking uh, cheeseburgers and just garbage that he'll just appear magically. Yeah, like shoeless <laughs> Joe Jackson. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, picturing what a retirement home shrine to Trump looks like is just—it's <laughs> sickening to me, and and to think of like how it would smell—it just violates my nostrils. Oh yeah, if you think if you think regular old people smell is bad, uh, God, this would be about a million times fucking worse. Old people smell mixed with a South Texas golf cart style, uh, <laughs> a little bit of exhaust uh, from the. Because, because you definitely know they're not get they don't have those you know namby pamby liberal electric golf carts like these are all diesel, uh, and they <laughs> they fucking reek. Well, like, nothing better than diesel. Nothing better than rolling coal on my way to the nineteenth hole. Am I right? I don't think it's like ages to say that old people should be refrigerated. No, like, no, they, it's they, not. They should yeah. be. They should be like an air conditioning like, for their own good. Like a hot old person is um, it's unsafe and smells bad. Yeah, like I'm 25. Hey, hey, and I already, hey, if we're gonna I be talking about hot old people, degrees, leave Marianne so. Williamson out of this, okay? <laughs> it's a different stench, man. It's just different. You, yeah, you know. Uh, well, it, the the thing that I guess bothers me, but I want to laugh, but I know that this is 
even more problematic is the fact that four states have already said that they're not going to be doing Republican primaries with Trump um, when the 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 2020 primary season actually starts. And mm-hmm. I, I had to look, look into this and not even the Democrats in 2012 with Obama s- suspended primaries. So the, the Republican Party establishment is basically saying this is our guy. This is going to be the one who we're going to get all the backing for. We're not even going to bother with uh, yeah. spending any money on any, you know, outsiders that could come in. I think they put out a statement like it was pretty blatant. They said something like, um, "If if it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it." <laughs> I mean, I think there's there's two ways you can look at this. You can look at it as in a sort of anti small d democratic action, which. Um, yeah, you could point to this or you could just point to the existence of the Democratic and Republican Party machines in general being anti-democratic mm-hmm. establishments. So not yeah. really an aberration from that, despite, you know, there not being much precedent for this particular case. Um, but you could also look at it and and point to the fact that Trump has, an, you know, an enormous approval rating among Republican voters, not just the Republican establishment. I think if the the establishment thought there was any chance of him being successfully primaried, uh, they would entertain that notion. Yeah. But the voters don't want it. The voters don't no. give a fuck mm-hmm. about a, about a primary. Trump is the only reason half like half of them would even come out in 2020. So I there's yeah, not going to be yeah. It's not going to be any pushback among the people that this particular establishment is actually aiming to represent. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is an example of uh of real politique, so to speak. Um, yeah, of them trying to, uh, is, you know, not waste resources, for lack of a better term. Um, yeah, and not they're shift basically the doing, narrative, you know, not take any attention away from from Trump's campaign. Yeah, they're, they're basically doing the exact opposite of what the Democratic establishment is doing with them shutting down the Think Progress website and trying to fold that in to cap for some unknown reason. I, I don't get the, how they could possibly think that that would be a good PR move, especially right now with so many progressive candidates and voices asking to be heard and that groundswell movement to then go, okay, well, you know, let's cut this out right well, at the Well, fuck knees. that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. I get all my news from uh, from other uh, sites like Brain Forward and, uh, you know, uh, Thunk Future. You know, really, really, really good stuff like that. I mean, the fact that... Uh, is it such a huge loss? I mean, of course, like it's it's a dumb tactical move on the uh, the Democrats' part, but is it such a fucking dumb, or is it such a huge loss uh, if a website that's essentially like able to be shut down by them, you know, like was it was it worth that much in the first place? I mean, to the to the twelve staffers that still existed there. Yeah, the, sure. the, the, yeah, that exactly. Was... Those interns needed that on their resume. That's a good point. <laughs> Damn. Uh, well, so like. Think Progress was already part of the Center for American Progress, which we know is yeah. like, you know, a centrist organization, a centrist democratic organization. And yeah, they're they're, you know, closing it up or whatever. Um it it reminds me of like the attempt to tamp down on progressive activism, you know, although I don't know if running this site counts as activism, probably not, but, um, <laughs> the, the effort to tamp down on like 
progressive, possibly dissenting voices during the Obama administration. You know, the idea of which was like, we are the establishment now. We don't need uh, we don't need anyone like mucking things up for us or fucking up the messaging or that that might be on a slightly different page than us. We got it. But it's funny that they're doing this while there's still a Republican administration in office. You know, they're they're so, I don't know, assured of their own future success, which is hilarious, as we know, um, that they're, yeah, willing to just fo- fold this up. Oh, we, no, it's fine. We got it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we got this yeah. in the bag, y'all. 2020, don't even worry about it. Which they do. I mean, they do. They're, they're, there's just as many Trump 2024 hats out there as there are 2020 hats. So, yeah, they, yeah. they do got this. Like, they're fine. <laughs> that that really is a cursed image in my head to think about is all of the the trump 2024 just well ugh, you know you, you do see that meme a lot and you know it's quote unquote just a meme because that's how they all start of uh you know like the trump dynasty where yeah. it's like okay here's junior running in 2024 here's um you know one of the other ones uh until eventually we get our first uh gamer president with baron trump uh and, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I guarantee you, as much as uh, it's just a joke, there are plenty of those people who would be totally fine with just that same fucking, you know, family running the country. No, I, until... I, I, can't, I can't wait for Trump Jr. Yeah. to run, because that's going to happen. Like, he would be stupid not yeah. to just do it for fun. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You know, he's, that's going to happen, and I, I think this one at least, uh, maybe maybe I can finish laughing with this one. Yeah, fuck, that's, that yeah. is bleak, yeah. I mean, like if George Bush uh, could, you know, hand the reins over essentially to George W. Bush, there's no reason to think that uh, Trump won't hand it over to Trump. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of our wheelhouse. Like, you know, you're talking about the memes of the Trump dynasty or whatever. That's I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it is beyond a meme right now. These people really like uh, hope they will never see a Trump out of office. Um, And. For all the the sort of like, you know, oh, we hate political establishment. We hate these dynasties, a la you know the Clintons or or the, even the Bushes that they hate. Um, yeah. No, they would they one hundred percent want to see this particular dynasty uh, reign, you know, for a thousand years. And I mean, it just goes back to the idea that you can't like point out hypocrisy um, because it's it's just rampant on on that side of things and it, and it it really like i don't know reveals the authoritarian nature of these people you know they they only didn't want a uh what's the word like an unassailable or an un, unimpeachable political dynasty because it was the family that they just didn't happen to like it's not based exactly. on a, yeah it's not based on a yeah. principle or anything like it wasn't that. their it's, team yeah yeah exactly yeah, I mean, because it's it's just like to them, it's just like anything we consume. So you find a record label that's just putting out good stuff. You mm-hmm. know, you're gonna keep on you you you're gonna check out anything they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that the closest comparison I could have would be um, like as a sports fan um, when the Kansas City Chiefs uh, released Kareem Hunt. Uh, uh, a lot of people who weren't fans of the kansas city chiefs would be like god this guy's problematic this is a bad dude look at what he did how could you do this you're trash blah 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 blah. but then 
once he signed on with the Cleveland Browns, all of the Cleveland base was like, ah, he's our guy now. So, you know, <laughs> like he's playing for us. Jesus. So, yeah, you know, it's okay. You know, uh, and, I don't know much just... about football, um, but my family is from Cleveland. And um, I know that they're like pretty desperate, right? So, like, that's, I mean, that's kind of a thing, right? They're just, they yeah. may as well, right? They already suck. Yeah, I mean, they. This was supposed to and be. And they, they're their... not trying to appeal to white fans either, right? They just like. No, 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 no. Yeah. They're, they're trying to appeal to any fan whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. Full, full on capitalist style approach because this was supposed to be their year where they make it, make it big, and they are currently down forty three to thirteen right now. <laughs> so um, I guess you could say that things aren't going well for them overall, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know what's being uh, run worse at the moment, the Cleveland Browns franchise or the Democratic Party, because, you know, Marianne Williamson is trying to move hurricanes with her mind. Yang is constantly bitching about not making it in the polls uh, and like not being listed in the right order. Sanders is having to apologize for using the N word when uh, quoting someone uh, that he said like 20 something years ago and joe biden in the world of today is uh having a a brain that's about to explode when he thinks about climate (laughs) change for like fucking leaking out his ears yeah yeah what's going faster the ozone layer or uh joe biden's brain i guess (laughs) i'll i'll levy that question to the group overall yeah it's also uh yeah go ahead I don't know. It's just fucking hilarious that uh, we're constantly told that Joe Biden is uh, is our number one shot at beating Trump. And he's just literally falling apart in front of our eyes, you know, and when I I think he you know, there's I I have like two warring uh, predictions in my mind about whether or not Joe Biden would uh, beat Trump. I think almost any Democrat could beat Trump. I know that sounds foolhardy to say. Um, I think a lot of the reasons that Trump won was because, you know, voter depression. You know, people didn't come out because they thought Hillary had it in the bag and they didn't like her anyway. So they're not going to even give this sort of uh, aesthetic support of going to the polls for her. But then once, you know, people saw that, oh, shit, no, maybe voting actually does have an effect. I think that they're like, look at the (laughs) look at the 2018 midterms, you know, historic turnout uh in general but but for the party out of power especially and and you know the there's a chance that joe biden could lose i think he'd probably be the one person that could lose to trump uh but yeah even if he wins he's gonna fucking like try to say five different things at once and his his mind is going to explode and he's going to die and then we'll get some (laughs) fucking midwestern republican that he's picked as his VP to appeal to white voters uh, for the yeah. next four years before, yeah, like Tom Cotton takes over. <laughs> God, I, I, see, I'm 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 really on the whole uh, Tucker Carlson uh, really seizing it as totally uh, a third way candidate, sort of a, a going full nozzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what I'm, I'm truly afraid of. It's, yeah, I had that thought yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, my parents love that fucking show of his, and. Uh, if they start trying to talk fucking like any sort of economic theory that makes sense, that's when I know it's like, okay, time to buy a gun and go live in the mountains. Like, well, every, cause, everything's cause going to everything shit. Everything he says <laughs> that, like, as a vamp up, you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, no, I mean, 
It's true of most Fox News shows, like addressing the actual problem in terms of mentioning it, but then their solvency and how they recommend actually fixing it. It's the gays, obviously. It's it's their fault. It's gays, it's immigrants, it's minorities, it's uh, the youths. It's it's not you. These millennials and their, uh, their, their, their tablets and their phones, yeah. So I guess the the thing that then that we can do as we're dealing with all of these larger problems and we're trying to figure out what what all is exactly happening is uh, uh, try and try and have a little bit of fun with it, even in a very dark way. And oh, Jesus. What, right. Yeah. That, that that's this is a game that I've been wanting to play with you guys since we got done recording the episode with y'all a while back. Why does that sound like an opening to a fucking, one of the Saw movies? Like, Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's either fucking the opening to, like, an Andy Kaufman bit or definitely Jigsaw. Just, um, but uh, this is a game that I'm going to call Ice Agent or Mass Shooter, where you guys <sighs> have to guess, based on me reading a quote, if it comes from an Ice Agent or... If it's a line from a mass shooter, either a quote directly from them or, or a quote that can be found in one of their manifestos. Because nice. uh, so, Yeah, I was going to say, so where did you source these comments from, Kelton? Yeah, in the statements that they have made to the news or specifically from their manifestos, which weirdly hmm. it is insanely hard to get a copy of a uh, uh, mass shooting manifesto. So I don't know what list I'm now put on, <laughs> um, but uh uh, needless to say, uh, got, got those resources available for us. So, <laughs> nice. Uh, the way it, it will work is I'll read the quote. Um, Bo, Alex, and Tony, y'all play and uh, just tell me if you think the quote comes from an ICE agent or a mass shooter. Okay. And we'll go six rounds. And then uh, if there is a tied score, the top two scorers will uh, face off in a tiebreaker. And then Alrighty. if y'all tie again, let's, uh, I, let's roll I, initiative. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, <clears throat> round one, they are like wild animals. Stop feeding them and they won't hang around and shit on the street. I'm saying ice agent. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go Ice Agent as well. Yeah, Ice Ice Agent. That's just like a Facebook meme. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. That is from an Ice Agent named Richard Tyler Jr. So uh, Richard good, Tyler, good times. Yeah, I bet, I bet yep, Richard Tyler yep. Senior is so proud of him. Yeah, Dick Tyler Senior is very proud of his son. <laughs> so, all right, round two. Are you guys ready? Nope. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay. The masses have spoken, and today democracy won. I have returned. To everyone who knows the real me and had my back, I say thank you. Ooh. Yeah, that's a tough Ooh. one. Uh, it's a trick I'm question. Gonna... That's uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio. <laughs> <laughs> so he is both ice agent and mass shooter, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for mass shooter on that one. Mass shooter? I'm actually going to go for Ice Agent. It sounds like someone who uh, almost got in some trouble but then was vindicated with, you know, racism. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like the fucking president of the Ice Agent Union. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Ice Agent Thomas uh. Hendricks. So Alex won, <laughs> Tony won, Bo zero. All right. Now, round three. Well, 
someone has to have the bravery to take it to the real world <laughs> and i guess it has to be me oh no uh shit that's the whole quote yeah. <laughs> yes that, okay that's the whole quote that's one of the uh it's one of the 17 year olds doing the rotc for border patrol on high school <laughs> campuses <laughs> Yeah, they get if you uh, don't have a, a bathroom pass when you're walking down the hall, they just throw you in a locker and leave you there for about like you know a week, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, shit. I'm gonna say that's ice agent. Okay, ice agent. That's that's a mass shooter, unfortunately. Uh, I'm gonna say teenage ice agent, pre pre ice <laughs> agent. All right. Well, uh, round three. That is from mass shooter Dylan Roof. Oh so. damn. God, that seems like yeah. a million years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sadly, not that long ago. No, there are just a lot of those now. All right. Are you okay. guys ready? Round four. Or here, let, let's see here. Real quick. Halfway point. Um, so that, I'm, I'm winning. To- That's all I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony's in the lead. T- Tony two, Alex one, Bo zero. I consider- no, I got the first one right. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We Come all on, got no? the first one right. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's effectively I, I, zero. <laughs> I may I may be in second place, but I consider this a moral victory. <laughs> this uh this this new version of Mario Party is fucking just so depressing. Like, goddamn. <laughs> At least they get to be dressed as Waluigi. It, it really does make things a, a little bit easier all the way through. And a lot sexier. So. Uh anyway, let's yeah, continue on. Alrighty. So next up for round four. Something is dishonorable, not because it lacks virtue, but because it goes against their authority. All they're doing is imposing their will on you. Um, hmm. It's Tucker I'm gonna Carlson. Say, <laughs> I was going to say it was something from World of Warcraft. Um, no, it's uh, I'm going to I'm going to say mass shooter. I feel like dishonorable is too many uh, too many syllables for an ice agent. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's my guess. All right. I'm going to say mass shooter, and for bonus points, I'm going to say the they is women. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say mass shooter, but the they is the Jews for importing people of color. Ooh. Ooh, very interesting. All right, so everyone's going God. mass shooter on this round, right? Let's hear it, yeah. yeah. All right, you guys you guys are uh, doing a whole lot better. I, I, You guys really understand mass shooters. That's mass shooter Adam Lanza. So, uh, of, you know, um, the original Joker Alex guy. Jones. Yeah. 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 So good times all wait, the way around. Adam, Adam Lanza. He was the incel guy or he was the, uh, Oh wait, no, never mind. I'm Sandy I'm, Hook. I, I have, I have Hook. him confused with the, uh, Aurora shooter guy. Never mind. <laughs> they all start to blur together. They really and do. Yeah. Re- remember when, uh, you know, back in the good old days, uh, when most mass shooters were only covertly racist. <laughs> remember back yeah, in the good old days theory. when when you could remember the names of all the mass shooters and they all stood out and gained huge prominence, and now they just blend in with one another, and it's really sad. Yep. Yeah. There oh, was man, something yeah, uh, I was looking into that was talking about how um, serial killers have gone down, but mass shooters have gone up. And just uh, looking into the correlation about how, you know, uh, overall the the 
the not victim pool, but the the suspect pool, so to speak, is staying proportional to our population. But just in this era of social media, you know, you're able to catch on to serial killers sooner. So people are moving to spree. So, yay, love this world that we exist in. Well, so, I mean, of course that sucks a lot, but my takeaway from what you just said is that in fucking 30 years, we're going to have a movie where Zac Efron or, you know, the future equivalent of Zac Efron or maybe a clone uh, just plays Elliot Roger, which uh, (laughs) really, really excited for that. Yeah, Mindhunter season 35 is looking real dark. Elliot Roger would be played by Hayden Christensen. I still. Uh, Why would you speak that into existence? I still maintain that there are like striking similarities between Elliot Roger and Hayden Christensen in episode two. It's like the same exact energy. Yep. That that is unfortunately very. That that is spot on. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Tony's pitching a perfect game right now. So let's see if we can keep this up. Yeah. Bravo. All right, here's the quote. You should be uncomfortable. You should look over your shoulder and you need to be worried. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to go for Ice Agent specifically because that screams I have a Punisher sticker on the back of my truck to me. So (laughs) that's final answer. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, I'm feeling Ice Agent for sure. Yeah, that's, that's Ice Agent being proactive. Yeah. Mm, drum okay. roll, please. Well, yeah, drum roll, drum roll. That is 2017 ICE director Thomas Homan. Yes. So, good, good times. Yes. For everyone, you know. Well, good game, boys. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, let's see here. Five, four, three. Man, you know, I I just need to come up with a a, a harder a harder game. I guess is is really. <laughs> I, no, I think what, the what the the real problem of it is that we're all incredibly brain poisoned. Uh, and you know, <laughs> like we we've studied the deep lore on um the various flavors of right wing shittiness. So hey. Yeah. Quick, did I just did I just win? I just want. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah that's yeah, not yeah. important. Talk, though. It's not, your check is in the mail. That real quick. <laughs> and I, I do, I do want to say it wasn't really fair. Um, I, I know I won. I have the unfair advantage of, of uh, you know, being a minority, of being a black man in America who is much more critical of uh, and aware of the tell signs of white men. Um, so mm-hmm. that was I had a leg up there. I'm sorry about that. Um, it's much like fast twitch muscles. Uh, we are also more critical of white men. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Now, um, just uh, since I since I already wrote it out, and I, I I feel like I think Tony could easily dunk on this. The tiebreaker I had would be as the sixth round. You would need to. Uh, I'm gonna read two quotes. You need to tell me which is the ice agent and which is the mass shooter. Okay. Can we uh, right. can we edit in the uh, like lights go down everything gets serious who wants to be a millionaire music right now? I mean you're the one doing post so I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get the uh, the royalty free version of that then and just just right here. Just royalty free. This is a podcast, dude. Do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First quote. We've all seen seen the Dems do some pretty sick things. Second quote, the Democrat Party will own America and they know it. Okay, uh, so the second one, 
Yeah. Is the second one is the ice agent? Nope. Second one is the ice is, agent. Is that oh, what you're going with? Okay. Can I can I can I hear those again? Sure, sure. Because <laughs> they, they are the... very similar, unfortunately. Um, first quote: We've all seen the Dems do some pretty sick things. Uh huh. The second quote: The Democratic Party will own America, and they know it. Oh, the own part. Yeah, the own part. That's uh. We're going to switch here. I think we are going to go number one's Ice Agent, number two's Mass Shooter. Yep. Yeah, number two is the El Paso Shooter, uh, God I damn believe. It. And then <laughs> um, number one is just any of the fucking Facebook comments we read uh, on a weekly basis because it, the, yeah. the the indication there is sick because, uh, God, God damn, those MAGA people hate those sick puppies in the – Democrat Those party. sick Democrats. Yeah. Demon Democrat. Yeah. 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 That's Demon what it is. rats. Yeah. I don't know why my fucking brain for afford on how to say that, but yeah. I'll <laughs> leave it to the experts here. Yeah. My God. Okay. Well, Tony, completely perfect game. Tell I'm, him what I'm he's won. To... <laughs> uh, you've won. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I have a half full bottle of juice. How about that? We can. You Amazon know, I'll Prime just it. take the I'll just take the consolation prize of a healthy distrust of white men. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think that's probably the uh, the, the right way to view things. So, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know uh, how y'all are looking on time or not. Uh, if you guys want to cut it short here, we can do that, and then me and Bo we can continue on to just our last little uh, segment on cancel culture. Or if y'all want to stick around, uh, I mean, whichever is easier for y'all. I could stick around. I'm gonna go, but um, but yeah. Sorry, I also I would. I got the kid. I got to feed. So yeah, yeah. No, 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 I I I completely understand. So I mean, it's yeah. Your prize no is getting worries. to leave this podcast. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, yeah. Thanks again, man. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. We we got we got podcast hosts dropping out left and right. It's it's gonna be uh, very <laughs> it's a very interesting to them like regular put it all here, yeah. put it all in together. Yeah, I think it's kind of a it's coward cool. move to win the contest and then immediately leave. Obviously, doesn't, <laughs> obviously doesn't want his title challenged or threatened in any way. Yeah, yeah. We need to just spend like uh, another like hour and a half like going back and forth on fucking ice agent or mass shooter. I think that's that's the real. Real new podcast. We we all gotta do. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, don't worry, don't worry. I I'm thinking about creating a new um game if we ever uh, get a chance to do this again and doing um uh McCarthy era FBI agent or serial killer. Oh. And okay, uh, going for the retro. Yeah, yeah, yeah that could be yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just because you know. And it is weird when mass shooters have that slightly more eloquent kind of a vibe to them. There. Yeah. So th- that was something I, I kind of uh, thought of towards the end of the game was, uh, and this is something I've noticed before in like very online right wing dudes is that they have a tendency to type like their anime villains, uh, mm-hmm. which comes through real hardcore in mass shooter manifestos. Uh, I don't know what to do with that information. I don't have a takeaway from that. It just well, it's, sucks. It's funny when like the government agents, you know, the people who have the authority of the federal government behind them are more like 
petulant and more persecuted mm-hmm. in their own statements than the actual fucking, you know, quote, normal citizens conducting these these atrocities. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a really good takeaway is because uh, or a re- giveaway rather, because, yeah, these mass shooters like they do have all these grievances. That's obviously the source of, of these acts, but they like have found some sort of power in in their actions, you know, which is not, obviously not a good thing. But, you know, these actual elected or, you know, appointed people in charge of actually killing people, people who are given a license to fucking kill and torture and round up humans still are not happy and still feel like they're being persecuted to their core. Yeah, they're still convinced they're they're the underdogs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, 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 it's... It's very problematic for just all the reasons that anyone could could possibly think of. Yep. But, it's because it's all cultural. Like, it's like, you know, they, they realize they've always had the power in some, you know, way, shape, or form, but they just want to be liked for having the power as well. They want to be celebrated, and, and the fact that they're not rubs them wrong, you know, eats away at them more than uh, a fucking undocumented worker at a chicken plant ever does. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's 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 like them or cops or troops or, you know, fucking any of those folks. If they're not constantly being just 100 percent jacked off by every non or, you know, every civilian, uh, essentially, uh, clearly, clearly just a bunch of libs who don't appreciate them enough, uh, which is why, uh, you know, you got to be even more brutal and authoritarian. Mm-hmm. It's That's clearly the way to go. Right? Yep. It's it's the. Is the healthy approach that we all have very the the only consolation that I think that we we can have is that we uh, at least have a united front, you know, on the left that doesn't fall into infighting and just it's a good uh, segue. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, terrible it's, segue. I hate it. That's so good. God. Yeah, uh, it's it's. Uh, I don't know how how many more people do you think that we can uh, attack in the name of discourse or. How many more people do you think we're going to be afraid to attack because we'll be thinking, oh, no, this infighting is cancel culture. You know, it never seems like we actually are picking on the right people, I guess, is my my overall point. There's like a big difference between criticizing someone rightfully and canceling them, you know, and that that line gets blurred when it's fucking, you know, thousands of people on Twitter doing it at the same time or whatever. Um, I kind of maintain that cancel culture just isn't real. You know, there is a problem. No, no. There is a problem with like the left eating our own or whatever. But when we actually do, quote, eat our own, it's usually for good reason. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, other people getting criticized, uh is also for a good reason. People that, you know, I, there's, I'm not, I'm pretty new to Twitter. You know, I, I've only been back on Twitter for about six months uh, or uh, yeah, not even a year at this point. Um, in all the people that I follow, I rarely see pylons that aren't well-deserved. Um, and it's usually, it's like 99%. It's not people on the left or anything. Um, we're talking about ContraPoints right now, and uh, I'm not really familiar with YouTube at all, but I think ContraPoints, everything that I've read about her, does have a good mission. And even if she is like, you know, not a communist, I think I read that she's like a self-described uh, shit lib. 
Um, I think her reaching mm-hmm. out on these more like cultural or societal issues about, you know, uh, masculine anger or masculine grievance or just misunderstandings about the trans community. I think that's all mm-hmm. good. And everything that I've read about her most recent, like, cancellation or whatever um, seems like a misunderstanding. I don't know if you were going to go over the actual topic or or her actual tweets, but it seems like um, she was th- she was just expressing how she feels as a trans person who has um, really made an attempt to pass as a trans person uh, and have having now to navigate a, a different landscape than the one that she's used to where non non-binary is uh, is more prevalent. More people are coming out as non-binary and passing isn't, their main concern and she's saying mm-hmm. how as a trans person who is concerned with passing even if that idea of passing might be transphobic in nature or whatever it makes her feel self-conscious she wants to blend in and she doesn't in the tweets that i saw she didn't ever say that like being non-binary is fake or being non-binary is an attack on trans people she was just kind of commenting on her feelings about navigating, you know, what is a, a shifting terrain. I mean, I, I certainly understand where she's coming from. And uh, although I might disagree with the exact phrasing, I don't quite think it was it was transphobic what she was getting at. But I do think that it was coming from a uh, place of ignorance as opposed to malevolence, because it, 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 it this is probably new territory for her. You know, the, the landscape even of 2019 versus 2011 versus 2005, you know, it, it's evolved so much and progressed in so many ways, but there are still a whole bunch of, of negative carryovers. Can you, know? you can uh, you describe uh, which part you found ignorant? I, I think the <clears throat> approach that she was trying to have of putting a, uh, a ascribed value on passing and at least from the the tweets that I saw, there seems to be a, a weighted sense of importance on that as it relates to her, without considering that that wouldn't be important to other people. And so, what they may value would be different. And and so again, I don't think that she was coming at it from a a uh, a way of trying to say, oh, well, I don't care about these people. I think she was mostly talking about her own personal experiences, which isn't bad. And that's why she shouldn't necessarily be canceled for it. But I do think that the idea of how she reacted by jumping immediately off of, of Twitter and uh, that coupled with just people really sinking teeth into it prevented a, uh, I, I guess it, uh, it prevented a possible opportunity for a productive discourse that then you could actually have someone go through and uh, learn from it. I, I yeah. guess. I don't know. What, well, what are the things not that I, be I'm always discourse on the internet? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I understand there could that, be in some it's, fucking it's, fantasy it's just, world, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I just feel like when people really go after someone, when they are going from it of like, Hey, I don't really know too much about it as it relates, but here's how it relates to me. 
mm-hmm. if then you, you really go after it, it seems very reactionary as opposed to being a way to be constructive. And I, I, I don't know what y'all's thoughts on, on that sort of stuff would be, but it, it seems like, oh, okay, in the grand s- scheme of things, uh, she's she's an ally and she's trying to be an ally. And so then if you're going to be having a discourse with her, always keeping that in mind, you know. Yeah. Well, so uh, that that gets exactly to a point um, that uh, Alex kind of brought up a second ago about cancel culture not really existing. I mean, you know, ContraPoints has totally run off of Twitter. Uh, y'all know who's uh, like back in action after a uh, like I think being quote unquote canceled about a month ago. Uh, y'all remember the pro Jared guy? Um, oh yeah, yeah. The YouTuber I know that who name, basically but I don't yeah. Know who it is. He, the long and short of it is um, he uh, cheated on his wife or something. Um, I forget the exact like intramarital details, but um, uh, a big part of it, and I think the more significant part of it was he was running a Tumblr uh, that was quote unquote sex positive, where he was soliciting nudes from his fans, uh, largely like you know uh, girls under the age of eighteen. Uh, and he's, I mean, two days ago it says he was uh, about to run a uh, Monster Hunter stream. So, good thing we're we're really, really going after the right people, you know. I just um yeah with yeah, with I, the contrapoints thing um from what I was reading she wasn't even run off Twitter she went on vacation she was like set up for a two week vacation oh. and just deactivated her Twitter <laughs> for vacation or whatever yeah um so I she'll be back I mean she's got how many subs on YouTube I don't think she's going to just leave that on the yeah. on the table um I don't know I. <laughs> I Wait, just, are, every, are you telling me? Are you t- are you telling me that normal people don't constantly just refresh Twitter alone in a hotel room <laughs> while they're on vacation? Because that's what I do. I mean, shit. <laughs> I I I saw you know, and I, I this I um I have to say that I'm you know I'm cis male. Uh, you know, it would be nice to hear from a, from a non-binary person about this issue, and I would you know defer to them. Uh, every everything I read though did seem to be like not an analysis, not a deconstruction of uh, non-binary identity, but rather just her personal like insecurities mm-hmm. about it. And, and mm-hmm. that is what I got from, they, they seemed that the tweets seemed more self-effacing or self-deprecating than anything. She was saying, I have to struggle with this because I know that not non-binary people are valid and uh it's it's only my attempt to blend in with society that is causing this discomfort in these spaces yeah 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 and definitely seconding that too um for uh, anyone listening uh it's like dolphin garage of course officially fucking says trans rights no matter what uh, I don't oh, think that should course. ever be in question. Yeah. Um, and and if there's anything at all, because uh, uh, I am also cis uh, and a dude, uh, so Lord knows if I'm getting something wrong, please fucking just let me know about it because odds are I am getting something wrong. Um, but yeah, that's uh, you touched on a really good point there too of like you know not everything necessarily has to be a take. Uh, and I think with um, kind of the weird parasocial uh, relationships that get built around like especially YouTube, I feel. Um, you end up with these things where it's like, oh, like every aspect of this person is the person they are on YouTube in their fucking video essays or whatever. And, uh, that means that everything they say is some sort of, 
statement of fact or truth or something fundamental rather than, hey, here's, uh, you know, here, here's, here's a fucking tweet about my day or something even, you know, let alone, let alone here's a hot take on, uh, on gender identity, you know? So, it absolutely. Was, it was funny though, because, um, remember when that stuff about John Wayne was brought back up? brought back to light saying how we should have white supremacy (laughs) until like the blacks can pull up their pants or whatever um (laughs) people called that like buzz a cancellation you know the media was reporting that john oh the lefties (laughs) have now canceled john John wayne is so canceled and it's like no it's just funny to make fun of an old racist (laughs) dead guy like it's just fun to do that yeah and um but i think ironically contrapoints weighed in and said oh we're canceling king henry or something like that as a as a snipe against people criticizing john wayne uh and and the fact that he's dead now and it's like what's what's the point i guess so that's just Mm -hmm. interesting which which is a valid point because like yeah of course he's racist like i mean it's like we were talking about on that fucking other episode of the uh you know alabama governor doing blackface you know, she's a fucking 80-year-old lady from Alabama. She's pre-canceled. Like, if even if she hadn't done blackface, odds are she's racist enough to be canceled regardless. And yeah. by canceling her, you accomplish nothing because the people who like her, if anything, canceling her will, will make them like her more because they like her because she's a piece of shit. You know, it I mean, same makes her stronger. Same with the president. Same with, you know, fucking whoever. So to, you know, again, quote-unquote cancel somebody by, a, you know, it's... Well, yeah, like like you were saying a second ago, it's it's not uh doesn't have a lot of utility. So, good thing John Wayne's dead at least. I think it's fun. I'm canceling John Wayne for playing Genghis Khan in The Conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a good look. Hearing a lot it's about John Wayne getting canceled. Not a lot about John Wayne Gacy getting canceled. Uh, so really, really, yeah. Hey, we can our cancel two things at once. Place. Okay. <laughs> Some of our faves might be problematic. <laughs> um, the uh, the thing that uh, like that gets me though is in in terms of aiming cancel culture in the right direction, because instead of spending effort on someone like ContraPoints, for example, um, I, I don't know if y'all saw in the news or if it was in y'all's feeds. But uh, Roman Polanski won the jury prize at the Venice Film Festival, and like he's he's still staying super well respected, and uh, yeah, it's all a not joke. really able to come back into the U.S. But you know, like yeah. uh, it it just blows my mind that he's still weathering that storm, so to speak, or that he weathered that storm, and that we're mm-hmm. all just kind of like, ah, well, okay, it is what it is. But let's focus on internet culture and internet famous person instead of someone who's constantly in the... the And has been a known, renowned kitty diddler for decades now. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, just, uh, you know, it it goes back to the idea that there are, like, fundamental power structures in place. And no matter how much... uh, we rightfully criticize these people, you know, from the bottom. It doesn't doesn't matter, you know. A, a tweet storm no, doesn't no. matter. <laughs> I'm gonna see if Ro- I'm it, looking it just... up if Roman Polanski's on Twitter right now, so I can tell him to fucking die, <laughs> get my account shut down for a week or something. Oh, well, Jezebel <laughs> said uh, the first result yeah. is Roman Polanski convicted child rapist has been given yet another award. So, yep, that's 
That's the top news. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is the same film festival that apparently gave uh, the Joker movie an eight-minute standing ovation. So, just yes. Venice is just garbage, apparently. I'm excited to see that movie. I think I think it's going to be good. Against all odds, I think it might be too, which is really the fucked up thing. When I first like, heard that he was playing the Joker, I was like, "Really? Like he- Joaquin Phoenix is is a great, a legitimately great actor, and it's amazing that he would want to like tackle the idea of a serious dark Joker, you know, so quickly after Heath Ledger." Um, but then when I saw the first trailer, I was like, okay, they're trying to do something different. Uh, it seems like an actual movie. Uh, this might be kind of good, but I didn't say anything because, uh, it's just such an obvious <laughs> joke in and of itself. Um, but I, wow, you know, that's meta. I love now, it. now that whatever film festival gave them an eight minute standing ovation, I feel confident to come out as a possible Joker fan. Hmm. <laughs> The bold move that you take there. It will be remembered, sir. So. <laughs> I applaud you for your courage. Cause yeah, just stand up and applaud for eight minutes. Be, yeah. yeah, it'll just be like everyone who uh, uh, likes Fight Club, but not for like the dude bro reasons. You know, th- like you're going to have to like pull out a, a little uh, index card. Just be like, okay, now before you say anything to me after I just said that I like the Joker... Read this. Okay, let's go through all all the byline. Well, I like I like Fight Club for the right reasons, which is the fact yeah. that Jared, Jared Leto gets his ass beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really that's really the highlight of that movie, honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, do you think that that's who yeah. who, di- who directed Suicide Squad? Fucking good question. What's his name? Isn't that a that directors? David Ayers. Uh, let me see. I'm I think pulling so up right now. Suicide Squad. Uh, David Ayer. Yeah. Yeah. Do you or, think David Ayer said the same thing after uh, directing Suicide Squad? He, do you think he said, uh, "I just felt like destroying something beautiful"? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, for the late, late, late release of Suicide Squad. Uh, you know, the director's cut where it's just a full hour and a half of Jared Leto getting the shit beat out of him. <laughs> I'd uh, I'd buy a Blu-ray player for that. Yeah, he was in character. He demanded it, and we thought, you know what? This will make a better movie. So mm-hmm. here you go. Y- you want to know how I got this subcranial hemorrhage? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. speaking of people who should be canceled, I mean, it's amazing that his antics on on set, you know, that we're all just like, oh, are you shitting me? Or, or not? God. Not all yeah. of us, but you know, um, it seems like culture as a whole is just like ah that's wacky jared doing his weird wacky thing i think the uh the takeaway from this uh this segment is just don't trust dudes named jared <laughs> fucking subway guy for that matter like yeah. goddamn. uh david bowie from uh from labyrinth you know his my, character was jared my david cousin bowie for real yeah exactly Stole David my fucking Bowie copy from of uh, real life as well. Yeah, my cousin Jared, who stole my uh, copy of Ocarina of Time when I was uh, eleven. You know, <laughs> like finally returned it, but it was covered in fucking stickers. Getting into some real, real, real deep, uh, deep cuts now. Have we already covered the subway spokesperson? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Okay, okay. And his uh, low quality meat, and pro Jared's low quality meat. 
that was part of the pro <laughs> thing. He uh, some dick pics leaked, and uh, he's oh, got okay. a not to body shame too much or anything, but his dick just looks like a Smurf lives in it. It's weird looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing you looking at it the same way some people look at the Zipru- the Zipruder film. Just, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> yeah, Bo sitting, sitting in a dark room covering his eyes while watching the snuff film from Snake Eyes. <laughs> it's great, too, because I'm actually wearing a Lee Harvey Oswald t-shirt right now, so this uh, this all checks out. It's, it's uh, remarkably on brand for you mm-hmm. well this has been an episode yeah we we, we touched on a lot of everything here yeah good stuff and we've had we've had hosts come in and hosts go <laughs> guests come in and guests go i mean it, it's, my computer fucking but, blue screen again in the beginning of an episode uh for no reason <laughs> yeah it, it's just been a, a fantastic time for everyone so just want to say thank you so much for coming on, Alex. And Absolutely, yeah, thank also, you. Also, Tony, when when you listen to it, the shout out to you, too. Besting me in my game, making me look like a fool. Thanks so much for having us Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Very sorry to both you guys if you end up listening to this again and having to just relive the whole experience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess uh, it's, it's time for plugs. So wh- where can people find you, Alex? What have you got going on? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter, uh, at Fleildy, F-L-I-E-L-D-Y. Like I said at the top of the show, but I think it might have gotten cut. It's a combination of the two best bass players in the world, Flea and Fieldy. Uh, Where does Thundercat fit into that? Uh, Th- Thundercat is definitely tier two uh, under Fieldy. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, Fieldy had an autobiography <laughs> called Fieldy of Dreams, so... <laughs> Ooh... Yeah, once once Thundercat comes out with a autobiography called Nine Lives, he might work his way <laughs> then, up there. Then he's top tier. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that tracks. Yeah, uh, yeah, and listen to Minion Death Cult. You can find it at minioneathcult.com yes. or wherever you get podcasts. We're on Spotify too. Hell yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, it was so it was so kick ass having you guys on um, because uh, I mean it was kick ass being on Minion Death Cult in the first place, but bringing you guys into our house and uh you know you guys seeing the proverbial stacks of newspapers and all the uh, cat turds and everything we kind of have around like uh yeah <laughs> yeah no thanks for inviting us on uh it does it genuinely means a lot we appreciate it so kelton how are we signing off this week um well i mean we it, we gotta do our own plugs i guess uh of, of a sort so uh just a reminder to people uh Go ahead, tell your friends about us. Be sure that you join our Discord. Link is going to be in the show notes. Uh, go ahead and leave us five-star reviews simply because that's what we're all about. And Just because uh, we're handsome good boys, yeah. Yeah, just be sure that you're following us on Twitch and Instagram at Dolphin Garage. Uh, we're either going to be doing a Twitch stream on Friday or Thursday. We're still trying to figure that out. And movie is TBD, but it will be Carl Urban-themed. So, I mean, I, I Carl guess. Urban adjacent somehow. Yeah, this uh, yeah, we're, we're yeah. already running out of steam. I, th- I think we might have to bump Doom up before too long because, uh, yeah, turns I'm, out uh, the whole Carl Urban thing. I mean, even Carl Urban can't save some of this stuff. So, nope, nope, not not at all. So, the we'll, boys we'll, we'll very figure good, out though. a way. Well, I oh, the that. boys was great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's the whole thing that that got us that all kicked, kicked it off. On that this, was our. Uh, you know? That's where we kind of shot our wad, and the rest has just been. <laughs> oh yeah, so um, you know, Riddick, he was in that, right? And we ended up talking about fucking Vin Diesel for for ninety percent of the stream. I still haven't seen so, the Judge yep. Dredd reboot. It's not bad, actually. It's so it's not good. good, but it's not bad. Oh yeah, I've heard I've heard I, good I, things. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's pretty fantastic. Um. I guess to do a real quick sign off, uh, you can find Zach at Shinobi One Kenobi. Bo, where where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Schnedwob. That is S C H N E D W O B. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything clever for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's just okay. like my Twitter, like, where it's... I also don't have anything clever. <laughs> don't say that. Come on, you gotta believe in yourself. Your retweets um, are you very guys... good, though. Thank you. I, mm. I, I I know how to hunt content like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I guess you can uh, find me on Twitter at Sex Confetti. And I'm just going to leave everyone with a basic thought that the only true meritocracy is grifting rich people. Okay, guys. Deuces. Bye. Bye.